0: Welcome to Radio Active Magazine. Uh, we will begin with a broadcast, with a discussion of the annual Doomsday Clock announcement this, that took place this morning by the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, and we will continue last week's discussion uh, of PeaceWorks Kansas City and what they plan to do for the rest of the year. From PeaceWorks, we have Dave Pack, their treasurer, and Ann Sulentrop, Who's one of their lead organizers who will also lead, uh, who also leads the Kansas City Chapter of Physicians for Social Responsibility, which shared the 1985 Nobel Peace Prize with International Physicians for the Prevention of Nuclear War and was part of the founding of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, or ICANN, which won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2017. Full disclosure, I am also the Secretary of Peace for Kansas City. So, Anna and Dave, what did you get from the doomsday clock announcement this morning?
1: Well, there are three things that they focused on, and uh, the, f- the first one as traditionally uh, been uh, focused on is nuclear weapons. Since 1947, they have estimated the risk that we are at uh from nuclear weapons. And then also they discussed um, the uh, climate change threat and also pandemics and uh, biological weapons threat. And uh, they announced that uh, we are 90 seconds uh, before Armageddon or the destruction of, of civilization as we know it.
0: Right, Dave, do you have a comment on that?
2: Uh, you know, before they had set it at a hundred seconds until midnight. And uh, so this morning they announced uh, that they were moving it to 90 seconds before midnight. And they said that the main reason for that, uh, you know, was primarily uh, about the war in, in Ukraine, uh, about Putin's uh, nuclear weapons threats. Uh, but as Anne said, you know, uh, their setting of the clock is, uh, related to more than nuclear weapons, it's related to climate change, it's related to uh, biological threats, uh, COVID, uh, bio, biological weapons, and so on. So um, it was a very well done presentation. Uh, uh, they made it very clear uh, you know, what they were uh, doing as they made this decision to move it to 90 seconds. And the... Uh
1: Uh, Chairperson of the Elders, uh, which was set up by Nelson Mandela in 2007, spoke uh, Mary Robinson, the former president of Ireland, and she emphasized that individuals need to pressure our leaders to deal with these, uh, you know, issues, and that is a very, very dangerous time in our history, uh, particularly with climate change as the next Probably a few years up until 2030 is probably the most uh, the the turning point in in uh, human history, actually. And so we are uh, here at this very, very dangerous uh, point in our history, not by accident. We have uh, brought ourselves to this, for example, uh, our tax money is being used you know this is tax season um and we are planning on spending in in just the u.s two trillion dollars over the next 30 years to modernize nuclear weapons and this is promoting uh, another buildup of nuclear arms and we thought we had you know solved that problem when the soviet union dissolved and uh, for example in 1991 the uh, the clock was moved back to 17 minutes before midnight because it was, you know, uh, every it it, uh, it was uh, being, uh, you know, the nuclear weapons were being taken apart. We used to have 70,000, and now there's about 14,000 uh, worldwide. So we we do. I mean, we built them. We know how to take them apart and how to disarm.
0: Right, we just, uh, we just need the political will, and then Mary Robinson basically said that, right? <laughs> um,
1: and, I mean, she... T- it was not mentioned in the announcements today anything about the Ban Treaty, the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, uh, which, I mean, this is, like, two years now that it has been in force. Uh, Sixty-eight countries have... More or less, 68 countries have ratified it within their own country, and 92 have signed on to it and are in the process. Uh, you know, about 20 or 30 of them are in the process of making it uh, domestic law. And um, this, this treaty is very hopeful. It bans all uh, efforts or issues or anything to do with nuclear weapons in the countries that have ratified it. And for example, Ireland has actually made it punishable if you do anything with nuclear weapons, punishable by a, up to a lifetime in prison and unlimited uh, fine, uh, financial fine. So they're very uh, serious about this. Um, but that they they also. Uh, you know, did not mention ICANN, and that is the International Campaign for the Abolition of Nuclear Weapons. And that is an organization that each and every person can join. It's at ICANW.org. And um, you can sign on there that you are in favor of, of getting rid of nuclear weapons. You can find out things that can be done in your own community. Uh you know, you can talk to your uh, Congress people, ask them to sign on. So this is just, you know, everybody can do something.
0: And Dave Peck, you were talking about back from the brink and uh, encouraging people to work with PeaceWorks K- uh, PeaceWorksKC.org. Why don't you talk about that?
2: Uh, yes, uh, PeaceWorks Kansas City is uh, undertaking a major effort this year, uh, in support of the uh, Back from the Brink campaign, uh, this uh, is an effort—a global effort—to prevent, prevent nuclear war by actively pursuing a verifiable agreement like the Treaty for the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, but also renouncing the option of first use and ending the full unchecked authority of the US President to launch a nuclear attack, taking our nuclear weapons off of hair Trigger Alert, and canceling uh, the plans that Ann referred to the cost of some $2 trillion. Yes. Frank is, is seeking uh, is endorsements of... Uh,
0: Dave, you're cutting brain. out. You need to speak directly into your microphone.
2: Now, Back from the Brink is seeking endorsements of their uh, five point plan. And uh, Peaceworks Kansas City is seeking to be a hub of activity uh, for promoting this. Uh, we are seeking other organizations in Kansas City to join us uh, in this quote unquote hub. And uh, we are going to seek to get uh, resolutions passed. Thank you by the Kansas City, Missouri City Council, by the Independence, Missouri City Council, by the Kansas City, Kansas City Council, and the Overland Park City Council uh, in support of Back From the Brink. Uh, We will also be uh, lobbying in favor of the resolutions in the US Congress, House, and Senate uh, in support of Back From the Brink. So uh, we encourage uh, anyone who is interested to get a hold of us. at uh, uh, PeaceWorksKC uh, gmail.com, and uh, we would love to have you involved to uh, oppose nuclear weapons with us, to become an endorser of Back from the Brink, and when it comes to having a city council consider this resolution, to be there in support of their adoption of it.
0: Great. Great. So um, do we have, um, let's see, so there, there are specific activities that are, I know about on the PeaceWorks calendar. There's an annual meeting and a Memorial Day event and a PeaceWorks Kansas City uh, local art fair. Do you want to say a couple of words, somebody, uh, Ann or, or Dave, about the annual meeting?
1: Well, the annual meeting is scheduled for March 5th. It's a Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. And it is going to be at the Simpson House, which is at 4509 Walnut Street, right across the parking lot from All Souls. And um, we usually have uh, uh, awards given to someone in the community who has worked for peace and also to a group in the community that has uh, contributed a lot to peace. And uh, we have a speaker and uh, several other things go on during that meeting. We also elect our our board members for the year during that meeting. And um, another thing that is uh, on the schedule for our activities this year is the Alliance for Nuclear Accountability has uh, DC days every year in the spring, where we go and uh, lobby Congress to get rid of nuclear weapons, or at least uh, the weakest ones that we think we can influence them on. And also, um, we uh, also advocate the cleanup of nuclear waste, which has a minuscule uh, uh, budget, uh, part of the budget in the Department of Energy, which they're the ones that make nuclear weapons so that will be april 23rd which is a sunday it's an all-day training and then monday tuesday wednesday we meet with different uh congressional offices and also we meet with department of energy the actual bomb makers and uh, then we have our uh, spring meeting on that thursday and friday after that Um, and then uh There will be a protest, as usual, on Memorial Day out at the nuclear bomb plant here in Kansas City. Uh, It makes 85% of the parts for nuclear weapons. It's one of the eight major sites in the U.S. And it is scheduled to spend $1.3 billion of our tax money in 2023. So that is a a day when we actually cross the... um, the property line at the plant and get arrested and we have a court appearance then later on in the year uh, to try to bring you know awareness of what's going on in Kansas City because it's very rarely mentioned anywhere in the media that this is going on in Kansas City
0: Right I was <coughs> arrested for trespassing uh, a couple of years ago and I had to uh, do community service and and uh, pay a fine and court costs and so forth so anyway um so i'm uh whatever uh the convict right so so uh talk to us more about uh, the and the annual meeting march 5th at uh, uh simpson house 2 to 4 p.m is is um open to the public Yes, it is. And uh, anyone can come that's interested.
1: That's right.
0: And there will be information available uh, on the website there on peaceworkskc.org. It may not be there right now, but it will be uh, as we get closer to the date. Um, so, um, and I, did did you mention the um, Peaceworks Kansas City local art fair?
1: And that will be the third weekend in September, as usual. And it was in Tice Park last year, so I imagine it'd be the same place, which is about three, four blocks east of the plaza. And it's held the same weekend as the Plaza Art Fair. So we have a lot of of people go to both. And this is for local artists, beginning artists, emerging artists, and it is uh, uh, usually a very, very diverse crowd of all races, ethnicities, LGBTQIA, uh, people with uh, disabilities. And we uh, strive to open up the gates to uh, welcome everyone because uh, it is typically kind of hard to break into the art market here in Kansas City. So, and, t- and it's affordable art, too.
0: Right. We are talking with Ann Sulentrop and uh, Dave Packup. Excuse me, of Peaceworks Kansas City, Dave. Do you have something uh, something to add to the uh, commentary on the uh, local art fair?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, this past year, uh, we did the art fair in Tice Park. Uh, this was the first year we've been able to do it in person for a couple of years because of COVID. Uh, so we were kind of getting our feet uh, wet again. Uh, We had 70 artists and uh, had about $42,000 worth of sales. Uh, It works uh, on a very favorable basis for artists. Uh, You know, there's a $35 application fee, uh, and PeaceWorks uh, will keep 25% of the first $1,500 of their sales, uh, but only 10% of the next $1,500, and then nothing after that uh so uh, any artist who's who's kind of getting their feet wet and and are new uh and unfortunately maybe sell nothing they won't be out anything except for the 35 dollar application fee so that's very appealing to a number of of uh uh more uh inexperienced artists uh we hope you know that uh we can grow it this year you know up to 100 artists and uh and I'm I'm hoping for something over seventy thousand dollars worth of sales.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. you So, know,
2: some years back, uh, it uh, actually uh, came close to hundred thousand dollars worth of sales. And Ty's uh, Park, so it has been a very successful event in the in our history.
0: And Ty's Park is <clears throat> just due south uh, of uh, the. Uh, <clears throat>
1: Nelson Art Gallery. Nelson Art Gallery, thanks. And,
2: and yes, is there right. any it's just, oh. uh, it's just uh, between uh, uh, the Emanuel Cleaver Boulevard and the Brush Creek and just east of Oak Street.
1: And is there any plan to move back to All Souls? Or? No, not, not uh, that we know of it. Um, they did some uh, reworking of their their plant. They um, had some... Uh, construction going on and mm-hmm. it just um, hadn't worked out and since I, then
0: and i think we've outgrown it too mm-hmm. i think i think it's much bigger now than it was mm-hmm. when when it was just all souls
1: so, it's quite pleasant out there under the trees it's uh very cool you know in the summer heat yeah we've uh, got
0: we last year we occupied maybe fifteen uh, 15 of of ties park or something like mm-hmm. that so we got lots of space to grow over there
1: yeah Right. So if you rained out, though, would there be an alternate date that you would have? Or? Mm, I don't think we ever No, we've I don't think so. That. I think mm-hmm. when it,
0: we got rained out once a, a bit, uh, you know, a few years ago, and we just had to <laughs> eat it. It was uh, – <laughs> that was the we way it As soon as the
1: rain stopped, we carried on. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, so it was – right. And Dave, do you, you want to comment about the um, – about the <clears throat> experience with the rain a few years ago with the local art
2: fair a comment about what excuse me
0: did you want to comment about the uh uh the problems we had with rain in the past because uh, uh you I think you couldn't hear our board operator asking about um the response to rain what do we do if we get rained out right
2: Ah, we, uh, you know, we, there's no, no lot, no possible place for us to go uh, in the event of rain. I, well, uh, about four years ago, uh, around, uh, one o'clock on Saturday, uh, enormous rainstorm came down on us. Uh, we had actually sold almost thirty forty thousand $40,000 worth of our of before that. Uh, we were kind of wiped out for the rest of that day. Uh, but we did continue on Sunday, and uh, the artists who stayed, a uh, few of them, uh, had some success. Uh, but uh, it uh, did uh, limit our sales uh, to the point where we were unable to really uh, clear uh, a profit on it. Uh, it obviously is a fundraiser for us. Uh, you know, we have in the past uh, uh, cleared as much as uh, $10,000 to $12,000 dollars. Uh, and we need that to support our budget. Uh, we run a, a budget uh, uh, around $20,000 a year, excluding the expenses of the art fair. And uh, about half of that comes from our membership uh, donations and, and uh, uh, membership payments. Uh, but we seek to support the other half of that budget uh, with the art fair. Uh, so it's important to us financially, but as Ann mentioned before, it's also a community event. It's very uh, diverse. Uh, we we seek to, to have it be a a fun event in a in a good location that the entire uh, diverse community can come and enjoy.
0: Yeah, build connections with the with minority artists, especially, right?
1: Oh yes, everyone's That's- welcome. <clears throat> And I might mention, too, uh, as we're talking about this uh, announcement today that, you know, we're in a very, very dangerous spot as far as, uh, you know, the the climate, nuclear weapons, and also biological diseases that, you know, Martin Luther King's birthday, we just celebrated January 16th, and he said our choice now is between nonviolence and non-existence. And it is a dire situation. It's something that we need to wake up and start looking at how can we turn this around? How can we negotiate into, for example, the, the war in Ukraine? How can we help one another? And the, 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 the fact is that People are already being harmed by nuclear weapons production and testing. Uh, mostly communities of color, indigenous peoples, poor people, black people around the world. And um, you know, our uh, people, such as the Diné in uh, in uh, New Mexico and Arizona, their nation was where a lot of uranium was mined. And there the the mines were left open when they they were just abandoned, and their cancer rate is now nine times above the average. And uh, also in South Dakota, the, the indigenous people there, that's just one example. And so there's a lot of things that are being developed that are the wrong way. Uh, For example, there's just recently been announced a replacement for the B-2 bombers, the Spirit Bombers in Whiteman Air Force Base, and these bombers that will carry nuclear weapons have no crew, and in other words, artificial intelligence. There's uh, supersonic uh, weapons being developed, which could go all the way around the world and bomb in five minutes. Which leaves very little time. I mean, I think it's 15 minutes right now, but that would leave less time to think about it before you launch the weapons. So there's, we need to all study nonviolence, diplomacy, and change our mindset as just individuals.
0: Exactly. <clears throat> During the Cold War, uh, the standard was for the United States, the United, the decision process on the United States, we had basically 15 minutes before the Soviet uh, bom- uh, ICBMs would be hitting uh, the U.S., but with hypersonic weapons, uh, that that um, time is being cut dramatically uh, and uh, which re- increases the chances for miscalculation. And, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you want to talk about the um, 1983 Soviet Uh, nuclear false alarm incident. Are you familiar with that?
1: Yes, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, some kind of uh, satellites, uh, and they were mistaken for incoming bombs from the U.S. And so they were debating whether uh, or not to retaliate. And um, thank God, uh, I think one person in particular stopped that and so we owe our existence now to that one person.
0: Exactly, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Petrov, who was in charge of the Soviet um, radar site uh, monitoring the um, <clears throat> that, and 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 his radar system told him that there was one ICBM heading toward the United uh, Soviet Union, and then another four or five. Um, and it did not make sense to him that the, uh, United States would, um, would launch only four or five ICBMs, uh, and, um, finally he was able to figure out that, um, uh, in, in, indeed, uh, that was not, um, validated by the sources. In any case, we're basically out of time. Um, uh. Ann or Dave, uh, final words for our audience.
1: Uh, This is just madness. We need to put a stop to it. And uh, we need people to speak up to the leaders and push them to get rid of these awful weapons.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Dave?
2: Uh, Connect to Back from the Brink. Uh, Their website is preventnuclearwar.org. You can go there. Click on Take Action. Pick on, endorse, uh, and be a part of uh, of our efforts to oppose these immoral nuclear weapons.
0: Right. I think um, Mary Robinson was it this morning who quoted Nelson Mandela as saying that it always seems impossible until it's done. Right. There you go. And we need we need a groundswell of activities to. Uh, lead. They say where the where the followers lead, the leaders will follow. We have been visiting with Anne Sulentrop and Dave Pack of Peaceworks Kansas City uh, regarding their plans for the rest of 2023. Their memorial Day, their their um, their uh, annual meeting in March. Their Memorial Day event uh, and the Peaceworks Kansas City local art fair September 23 and 24. And we've been talking about the Doomsday Clock. The doomsday clock has been maintained since 1947 by the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. They announced this morning that they that we are 90 seconds to midnight. That's the uh, that's the by, that's the closest the world has been to an existential crisis. Uh, Russian President uh, Putin said last year that Russia uses that if Russia uses nuclear weapons. It will not be unprecedented because the U.S. has used uh, nuclear weapons against Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. If Russia uses nuclear weapons in Ukraine or even incinerates Washington, D.C. and other U.S. uh, cities, I claim that the worst response would be nuclear. Why? Because it would make a bad situation worse. If you kill most of my family and friends, I should – Retaliate by killing most of the rest of humanity, right? That makes no sense. But war is rarely rational. Firestorms would likely form from the incineration of major cities. The U.S. and Russia each have over 5,000 nuclear weapons, with over 1,500 each listed as, quote, deployed, unquote. Lots of smoke would be lo- lofted to the stratosphere where rain clouds rarely form. It would remain for years depressing crop yields worldwide. An estimated 5 billion people, over 60% of humanity, would starve to death if they do not die of something else sooner. Links to research reports documenting these claims are available in the description of this episode of Radioactive Magazine on KKFI.org. Click News and Public Affairs, than Radioactive Magazine Tune in next week to hear an interview with Greg Razor who represents Missouri State Senate District 7 in Jefferson City That is a C-shaped region that runs along state line from Grandview north to the Missouri River And another shameless plug Next Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., I will be addressing All Souls Forum hosted by the All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church at 4501 Walnut, Kansas City, Missouri, or via the forum YouTube link at All Souls. I'll be talking about expertise and uh, national security um, and um, that um, in brief we need military and political leaders to build broadly shared peace and prosperity for the long run. Tragically, our, our selection processes uh, do not uh, support that. That presentation will be recorded and broadcasted on KKFI some Thursday noon, probably February 9th. I'm Spencer Graves. Craig LeBow is at the controls. Thank you for listening. An
1: appropriate song that we could have played. To go with the subject would have been Barry McGuire's song on the Eve of Destruction. (laughs) All right. So thank you for being with us here on Radioactive Magazine.